Hey, ICU podcast listeners. I'm Brianna Hoffman. I'm a real estate agent and I got to help Julie and Rob buy and sell their house. And I've also gotten to help some other ICU podcast listeners. And that has been so fun to get to just meet people in this little community. We all have this shared connection and I love it. I just wanted to let you know that December is a fantastic time to buy and sell a house. You can check out more about me and get in touch with me by going to my website, www.brianna, and that's B-R-I-A-N-A hyphen Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com. Welcome to I See You, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Welcome to the ICU podcast. This is episode 94, Missing and Celebrating Someone at Christmas. Hey, ICU listeners, I'm so happy you're here. I don't know, I just love people, probably because I'm not around them as much anymore, but I just really am grateful that you guys are listening. Merry Christmas, it's almost here. I wanted to share with you something really exciting that I just saw as I was pulling out my mic to do this podcast interview. And that is that I just happened to look on Amazon. I was looking at my reviews and I don't know why, but right now on Amazon, my book is on sale. So it's always been $14.99. That's how I've seen it always. And today, I don't know how long it's going to last, but today it's on sale for $10.69. That's like mega cheap compared. That's amazing. Not cheap, like not good, you know, like inexpensive. (laughs) Because I wanted to share just a review that I super loved. I shared it on my social media if you saw, but it's like, I don't know if anyone could have said nicer things. And especially because they talk about Forrest Gump, which is a movie that for better or worse, I did grow up on. So this is what it says. It's five stars. And the title is Becoming Humanly Connected Again Now When We Need It Most. I'm generally not a fan of feely books, but ICU pleasantly surprised me. It made me laugh, moved me to tears, and reminded me what it is to be a kind human being, something we all need today more than ever as we rapidly become a global society. This one is going into my touchstone box with Forrest Gump and a few other carefully vetted entries. It's a hard club to get into. You know, it's the place you go when your human compass needs a tune-up. Julie reminds us all with both witty and emotive writing about the importance of seeing every person as we see ourselves. I dare you to pick up ICU, open to any page, drop a finger onto a paragraph and not find something, if practiced, that would make you and those around you much happier. Touche, Julie. Thanks for reminding us what it means to be truly human. And I just love that. It just makes my heart sing. I'm so excited because my sister-in-law is here and she's one of my favorite people of all time. And she's also who I keep talking about as a real estate agent. So we are going to put a voice to the name, Brianna Hoffman. Thank you for joining us. Hey, (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. We talk a lot. So we're going to try to be cash, but profesh both. That's right. Will you start by introducing yourself to us? Yeah, I am a real estate agent right now. I'm also a mom. I have five kids, four here and one's in heaven. And I have... Let's see. Husband. Husband. Yeah. And he's great. Last night he made us dinner because I got home late from the store after a long day of work. And I was like, babe, I need help. And he was fantastic. And he made us 
he made us tilapia and roasted cauliflower and it was amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is one thing we have to say about Brianna is she loves deals, but also she's a crazy cook. She is oh. the most incredible cook. Me and Rob are always so happy. And I don't even take it personal that Rob's like, <laughs> is Brianna cooking? Like it doesn't even make me feel bad because we just know that Brianna's the most amazing cook and you guys are always eating really cool food. I love to cook. I love to eat more, even more. <laughs> um, I love to eat. Let's see. I love to dance. I love music. I love this beautiful world that we live in. Last night, we took a walk in the snow to go to the mailbox and it was like 11 o'clock and it was magical because the snow was falling. Oh, <laughs> anyways, that's a little bit about me. And you also have a beautiful voice. I'll just, I won't make you see, but I will throw that in. Brianna has Aww, stop it. mega big, amazing voice that she is very humble about, but it's pretty incredible. Oh, thanks. So I want to talk about one very important component of your life. And that is who you miss at Christmas. Cause I know you miss her a lot. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, will you talk to me about who you miss at Christmas? Yeah. Well, I miss lots of people at Christmas. So one that is really close to my heart that I think about a lot at Christmas is my daughter, Kate. So Kate, died right before birth. I was um, in labor. It was like a beautiful, beautiful labor, full term, just like doing our thing. And it was beautiful. Then my midwife went to listen for a heartbeat and there was no heartbeat. And so we went to the hospital um, because I had been laboring at home at that point. And we went to the hospital for an ultrasound. And as soon as that ultrasound flicked on, there was my beautiful girl and she was totally still. It was really weird because in an ultrasound, babies are always moving. Even when they're teensy tiny, like little eight weeks old, they're, you know, there's wiggling. And uh, so she was super still and also her heart was still. So she had passed away and it was crazy because we didn't have answers and we never have found answers even through all the years with testing and other issues with other kids and stuff. So we don't know exactly why, but we think that she stopped getting oxygen and she just kind of, her heart just stopped. You know, I had felt her moving the night before and hiccuping and doing her thing that she always did every night, late at night. And she made me freaked out that she was going to be a baby that never slept (laughs) because she always partied at night in my belly. We kind of talked for a minute and made the decision to, that I wanted to go back home and, and just have her peacefully at home since she had passed. And uh, as soon as we made that decision, I think my body was like, let's go because my water broke right there. And uh, she came very quickly after that, uh, within minutes of that anyways. So we almost made it to meeting her and getting to hold her while she was breathing, but not quite. So anyways, that's Kate in a nutshell. So I miss her a lot and I am excited for someday when our family's all together again that's one of the people I miss a lot at Christmas. I I wish that she was here to look at all the Christmas presents under the tree with my other kiddos and be excited and fight with their brothers and sisters. And anyways. Okay. So we all miss people at Christmas and are going to miss people at Christmas. I watched you guys go through that. And um, I forget, I forget what that must have been like for you. I can't imagine losing a child. You had a lot of kind people do sweet things for you. What advice would you give to someone that they have a friend or a family member they know that is really missing someone at Christmas? What's something that they could do to just help it be a sweet time for them? What advice do you have for people that don't know what to do, but they know that someone's missing at the Christmas dinner? 
a lot of beauty arises out of the ashes of hard experiences. And that has been something so cool is just to get to like be the receiver of those amazing things that people have done to help remember Kate and remember us at Christmas and at other times of the year too. So I am grateful that I have like some ideas that I can share because of the, the awesome things I've been able to see. One thing that touched me a lot the first year after Kate died was that we, well, we lived in a different state from where we buried her. So we lived in Arizona and we buried her in Utah. And so at first we couldn't go visit her grave, but I had people that would um, visit her grave and then they would, they would leave flowers or they left a little Christmas tree. And um, then they would send me pictures and just say like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about Kate and, and show me her grave all decorated. And that meant so much because I, like it was so tender and um you know i had held her in my arms after she was born and like she was my baby and then you know she was buried far away and that was hard when things were so tender and um it meant so much that people like that i did, i just thought like oh her grave isn't bare it's, it doesn't look like we aren't like we aren't thinking about her it was like someone else was our hands kind of and and did that and that meant so much so i think that's a really sweet thing for me, I mean, everyone's different, but for me, anytime that anyone visits her grave and they, you know, just send me a little text or they snap a picture or something. And even now that I'm close, but that just means a lot just to know that someone else out there is like remembering with me, makes me feel seen and just makes me feel like Kate isn't forgotten. And so that means a lot visiting the grave. We had a family in Arizona who's so sweet, an older couple, all their kids had grown and they came over like we had just finished unwrapping our presents Christmas morning and like it was early and we got a knock on our door and we were like who is here on Christmas morning at this time and it was this sweet couple and they came over and they brought us just like they brought us a cute Christmas ornament and they brought us like a like some canned peaches and just like all this stuff and a sweet note um, they gave us a little bit of money in that note and just like just stop by to say Merry Christmas and bring us a little cheer and they you know we just said that they were remembering Kate and they were thinking of our family on Christmas. It meant so much that early on Christmas morning, they remembered us and they came over to make sure that we were doing okay. I have a friend, a dear, dear friend. Her name is Emily and she is a really special friend. She could like write the book on how to be an amazing friend because she just loves so hard. That first year of after Kate died, she reached out to me every single month on the day that she was born. So Kate was born on the fourth. So every month on the fourth, she would be like, Hey, thinking about you today, Kate would be a month old today, or she'd be six months old today or whatever it was. And she reached out to me on Christmas, every holiday she reached out. And on Christmas, she was like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. And I'm just thinking about what the morning would be like for you. And I I I know it might be a hard morning, but I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about Kate anyways. And that meant so much. I've also just in talking over the years, been able to hear about some things that other people um, have done or had done for them that have really touched my heart too. I know another family that lost a little baby kind of like we did, and they have made a tradition at Christmas that they go and buy toys that are around the age that like that their kid would like if it, you know, they were alive, like they were two. So they buy toys a two-year-old would like, and they would go and donate those toys. So they kind of get that experience of like shopping for their kiddo, but also like being able to put it to a good, something good. And I've heard of people doing that, like in honor of, you know, someone that's lost a baby, things like that. The biggest thing is just to show that you remember in some way, whether that's something as simple as a text, just like, Hey, I'm thinking about enter a name of loved one, you know, and I'm thinking about you, or it could be an email. I have a friend that emails me every year on the, um, the anniversary of, 
of Kate's birthday and is just like, Hey, I'm just remembering you guys. And just like things like text emails, I think just that simple way of showing that you remember, that's really the biggest thing. That's what's at the heart of, of seeing people and helping them when they're missing someone at Christmas. There's kind of this fear, I think, that like, you're going to like, I don't want to say anything because I might like bring it up and make them think about it and make them remember. Which is like and, laughable, right? Isn't that kind yeah. of laughable for you? Yeah, because it's like, well, you're not going to bring it up. Like, I I just remember, you know? And I think that everyone everyone feels that too. They're always thinking of them, you know? And, and so, and everyone's different, but I can say like, for myself personally, and lots of people I've talked to, like, you're never going to offend me, like by bringing it up, you're, it's only going to like, just bring me so much joy and make me feel so loved, you know? So like, I just would say, don't worry about that, you know? And I think there's tons of things you can do, like just that you could FaceTime with them, you know, you could go on a walk if they're feeling lonely, you know, and they just need someone because they're, they have someone important in their life that's gone at Christmas, just be there for them, like, you know, call them on the phone, text them, you could take them a meal, if it's like, oh, the holiday season is hard for you. Maybe you need to not cook dinner one night, you know, take them a meal. That would be a great thing to do. And another thing, you know, maybe does Santa need help filling their stocking? It could be kind of a hard thing to be alone on Christmas and have little things like that, that maybe you don't think about, but like, oh, hey, that could make your Christmas morning a lot better and just make you feel seen like I can't replace them. You know, they're not here, but I can do this thing. So someone remembers you, you know, and on that vein, like, are there traditions that you could help to facilitate or participate in? And that's going to be, you know, really like case by case. What is the tradition? But is there something that you could do that, you know, that they do and you could jump in and kind of be their person? I think that could be really meaningful just because there's those things that like, they kind of like a little dagger, right? When those things come up that you used to do or that you would do with that person and you can't because they're not here. And so, and it's like a fresh, like stab wound kind of, you know, of just pain. And so I think that anything that you can do to think about those times and and help just be there in those times, that means the world for someone to see you in that pain, like anticipate it and see you in it. And it's not always possible, but anytime you can, I think that's really huge. I love that idea of anticipating pain. Yeah. Like we both know, and I talked about this a little bit with Ty and Sarah Bennett in the last episode, but We all hope for each other that people will see us when things are hard. I hope that other people will be inspired to do that. But we all have had times when you don't feel seen and you feel very lonely. What do you do to make sure that you can celebrate Kate at Christmas? What do you do on your own to make that happen? Knowing that other people may be unaware, what do you do for yourself to take care of yourself? That is such a wise question. Um, I was talking to actually the friend that, that emails me every year in Kate's birthday. She's a therapist too. And she's, her dad passed away recently. And so I was just kind of just getting her two cents on the subject. She said something really similar. So that's very wise, Julie. Um, she Thank just said you. that <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but I've been to a, a load of therapy. It's like, you, yeah, it's like you've talked to therapists before or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said that she's like, I think that sometimes you have to like anticipate on your own and just like, don't sit around waiting. Like it's so beautiful and nice, the nice things people do, but also you have to just kind of like, what is going to help you to 
to remember and to be okay. So anyways, bravo. Well, so something that, that we've done, I put Kate's stocking up every year with all the other stockings. And it, there's just, it feels so right to have all seven of those stockings hanging there. Cause it feels weird sometimes if I'm like signing our names on a card and I'm like, love Eric and Brianna and Elena and blah, 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 all of us. And I don't include her. Like I always pause between Lily and Hiram. Those are my kids that she falls in between because it's like, ah, oh, like it's still, I just feel it. You know, I feel it forever. Cause she's my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I love putting her stocking up and on Christmas morning, we always have a little heart in her stocking. There's just a little wrapping paper heart that is in her stocking every Christmas morning, because that's kind of a, a weird, hard space that just is. Anyways, that's just something that we do to kind of remember. Another thing, my husband was amazing at this the year that she died. She died in August and um, then Christmas came around that those first holidays. So he just helped to create magic for us, which was like something that we needed. I think sometimes you have to kind of create your own magic and like just leave that space for like, this is weird. This is hard. You know, the holidays are hard this year. Kind of lean into that. And don't just like, and so you can just sit and you can just be lonely and sad and, and it's okay to be lonely and sad, but like, you can also take it a step further and like acknowledge that and be like, this is a hard year. I'm going to do some things for me and I'm going to create some magic. He was amazing at it. He took me, we lived in Arizona and I really missed the winter snow and just the cold and the seasons, you know, that's like, I just love that and I was missing it. And so he put us in the car one Sunday afternoon and he drove us a couple hours up to Flagstaff to the mountains to go find snow. And we just drove until we got high enough that we found snow. And then we got out and there was snow falling and we played the first snowfall of the winters by the carpenters, which is like just all the feels of snow and Christmas. And we just sat there and watched the snow. And I smiled for the first time in a while, you know, and just like felt just felt some Christmas magic, you know, that was hard to feel that year. That was a beautiful thing. He knew that that was important to me and he did that because he's the best. (laughs) He also that year, he got us tickets for the Polar Express, which it's very magical. He just surprised us. He was like, save this night. We're going somewhere. And it was so sweet because our girls were little at the time and they just were, it was completely magical. And we just ran away and did that. And it was crazy. And he had to be at work at eight the next morning. And it was like also in Flagstaff and far away, but we just did it. And that was magical. Honoring what you need. Like my, my therapist was really big into that. Just like, what do you need? Do you need a nap? Do you need to take a bath? Do you need to go get a massage? Do you need to talk to a friend? Just give yourself some grace that it's weird and it's sometimes hard and that's okay. You know, the person that you're missing would want you to do that. They would want you to take care of yourself and just think of it as like a big hug from them, you know, that they're like, go take a bubble bath, you know? That's great advice. Well, as we wrap up here, and I think this is really timely, we are in a year where people are missing each other, people that are alive, but also a lot of people have lost people this year to COVID, to different things and not been able to honor them the way they wanted to, maybe at like a more public funeral. Yeah. And things. There's a lot of loss felt this Christmas, I think more than some other years. What message would you give to a listener? I think there will be many listeners who are missing someone this Christmas. What would you tell them? Yeah, it is. It's like hard on top of hard this year because it is so different. I think that I would say, first off, you're okay wherever you are at. That was an important message for me because I judged my feelings a lot and just felt like I should be getting through stuff faster. I shouldn't feel this or whatever. I think just like take a minute to just breathe and be like, whatever you feel is okay. 
wherever you are is okay. Cause that's like the first step. I think also just do what you need to do. You know, is there like, what could help you to find some joy and some meaning and, and help you to feel really good remembering your loved one and do that. Like, is it, maybe you create a new tradition of service, you know, maybe there's something like people that shop for a toy, you know, in honor of their kiddo, or maybe there's something that your husband or wife love to do. And you like want to, you know, some active service that they love to do or some tradition they love to do. And just like, do create a tradition, a new tradition for you that helps you to remember them, whatever that is. Because I think that that you can find a lot of meaning and a lot of peace and a lot of joy in that. Your loved one is close by and they want you to be happy. I think about that a lot on Christmas morning. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I see Kate's empty stocking and it is a little bit of a dagger every Christmas, even like seven, eight years later. But I think then I like try and follow that up with him like, okay, but if she was here, like, well, she's, she's, she's close and she's watching me and she wants me to be happy and it's Christmas morning and she wants me to go be happy with everyone. And she's probably like watching us and smiling, you know? I think those would be my messages, just that it's hard and it's okay. And I think, you know, kind of create your own magic and and find a tradition, something that you can do that brings meaning to you. And I see you do what you need to do and try and find something you can do this Christmas to to honor them and remember them. And it can be big. It can be small. It doesn't have to be a big thing. And also, I think, reach out. The way we grieve in our society and the way things go, you know, after a death is like people are really there at first and they're amazing. And it's like you're just it's loud and there's so much, you know, community and support and stuff. And then people forget and and it's okay because life moves on, you know, and they don't have that the, the same feelings and the same difference in their life that you do from losing someone. And so it gets quiet and people forget and they don't mean to forget, but they do. And that's okay. And so I think if you're, if you're missing someone, reach out, even if it's something like posting something on social media and just being like, Oh, I'm kind of sad today. I'm really missing, you know, so-and-so. And and then people are eager to jump in when they know, because they just don't always know. So I think it's really great to reach out and people will reach back to you and you can get some of that connection that you need. And also, you know, we're all human and no one can read minds. And so it's good too. If someone knows that you're feeling tender, then they that helps them to be able to do the things that they probably want to do and don't know how. We are so concerned about maybe how we appear or being too needy or things like that. But I think it's really vulnerable and really powerful to say like, yeah, I could use some loving words right now. Can you give them to me? I could really mm-hmm. use that right now. Maybe that's okay. Yeah right? To show up and to be like, oh yeah, I'm actually human and I'm really struggling today. And I could totally use someone else telling me it's going to be okay. I just think it's such a a humble, unashamed way to live life that is just awe-inspiring. Totally. Thank you for being on the podcast today, Brianna, and having this special conversation. I do not think I've ever cried that much in a single podcast basically when I wasn't talking and you were talking, I was crying all the time. So very therapeutic. Apparently I am missing Kate a lot too, or just missing her for you. Thanks for being on the podcast. You are sponsoring this podcast. Tell us again about the awesome work you do as a real estate agent. Yeah. I just really love being a real estate agent. It's so fun to get to meet tons of people, see houses. Who doesn't like that? Everything about houses is so fun. But yeah, I'm just here. If you ever have questions about, you know, what is your home worth? Or are you thinking about buying, thinking about selling? You know, maybe you're looking to get into investment properties. I am here to help with it all. And I really just try and provide a high level of service. And that's kind of my my motto is no pressure, just service. www.brianna-hoffman.com. And that's Brianna with one N. One N, Brianna. All right, one N, Brianna.
Thanks again <laughs> for being on the podcast. I'm Julie Lee. I'm Brianna Hoffman. And, and we, we see. see you. We really, really do.